plant. Let's get in her business. It's my new podcast series where producer Kalina Cloud and I are going to take a look at how women are navigating the corporate world. Hi, everyone. I'm Kalina Cloud. Kalina and I have been working together for a few years now, but what you might not know is that we have a 20-year age gap between us. And when I hired Kalina, she said she was looking for a mentor in me. And what we've learned is that that mentorship actually goes both ways. Absolutely. And I'm learning a whole lot from her 30-year-old self. (laughs) (laughs) I came across a quote recently. It was a clip of Hannah Waddingham accepting an award where she quotes Meryl Streep saying, we've grown up learning to speak the language of men, but now the time has come for them to learn the language of women. Preach. And Hannah goes on. It's very simple, she said. We have to choose to hold each other up. We have to choose to have each other's backs. We have to choose to make sure that people are brought along with us. And so we wanted to kind of harness the power of our mentoring relationship when we went out and looked for other women to interview. We want to go and listen to women who own businesses, women who are working in interesting jobs and try to bring back some of the lived experience that's happening for them out in in their working lives. Right. We've learned from women before us, and we want to try to raise up the next generation of women and, frankly, men. Don't forget about them. Can't forget (laughs) about them in the working world. So join us for our first episode. This is the story of an IT professional, wannabe cheerleader, and mother of three turned fitness coach with a mission to bring wellness to her clients through science-based methods and contagious joy. I'm delighted to have you here. I'd love it if you would introduce yourself. Sure. My name is Heather Lee. Well, that's my stage name, Heather Lee. (laughs) A lot of people in Marin know me as Heather Lee McKenzie, and I am in the process of going back to my maiden name, which is Tomalin. But so I made the decision a few years ago to just go by Heather Lee. So that's me. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you should just drop it. Just be Heather. Go right down to one name. Just like Madonna. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Okay, Heather. <laughs> I know, right? Or I'll change my name to Okay, Heather. Because that's what all the students say. Yes. Well, there is no lip in the studio. It's just Okay, Heather. It's just if I say something, the, the correct response is Okay, Heather. Dang. <laughs> and, and or if there's dead silence, right? We have to make sure nobody's actually dead. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I say, I'm going to take silence as acceptance. <laughs> okay, Heather. Uh-huh, exactly. Yes. So you can call me Heather Lee or Heather. And it's Heather Lee Fitness and Wellness. Yes. And I'm actually in the middle of a little rebranding. I'm getting ready to launch an app finally after wow. 26 years. And so I'm going to make a little transition to Heather Lee Health, hmm. which you're the first to hear that. Excellent. Wow. Yes. Excellent. Heard it here first, folks. That's We're right. Blow up Spotify <laughs> with that. Yeah. That's Heather Lee Health. Awesome. Just because... My business and companies, it doesn't do that, but it encompasses more than just fitness. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into this, but I really like to approach it as a whole holistic thing. And I want to bring other people in to work with me because 
I am just a student. Well, let's let's start right there. Okay. What does your business encompass? Right. So back in the day in 1998, I began my fitness career teaching a guerrilla sports in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which I guess my formal fitness career. So, you know, back it up, back it up. I was a gymnast. I taught gymnastics at summer camps and stuff like that. I actually tried out to be an instructor at the University of Wisconsin, and I didn't get the job as an aerobics instructor, which is pretty funny. Like at a studio near campus or something? On campus, like as an on-campus instructor. And they were like, you're not quite good enough. Oh, no. Okay. I also got cut from the cheerleading team. You did not. (laughs) With a gymnastics training background. Yeah. So your back handspring's not that good. My back handspring was not... My back handspring was not up to par. I wish I could ask you to do it right now. I know. Well, I mean, you could. I could, but I won't. Thank you. I'm going to reserve the right to ask for push-ups if you don't behave. There you go. So my fitness career, you know, really began back in 1998, and I did that in parallel with my IT career for many, many years. Okay, this is not something I know about, an IT career. Oh, so out of college, I was a computer programmer. And that's not what the IT and HIT stands for, is it? No, exactly. That's not the IT and HIT. So I did not go to school as a computer science major. I was international business marketing and I studied French, Russian, and Spanish. Can't speak any of them now, but at the time there was a company and they really wanted to hire um, graduates from the the business side of school, but that also were either musicians or were really into foreign languages. Because if you can learn a language, Uh, you can learn a language. So that's... Oh, a programming language. Exactly. Yeah. I can learn too. Yeah. So that So, yeah, that's how I actually got to San Francisco. I was working for a tech company as a programmer and in project management in IT. And I was living in Chicago and I was like, man, I'd really, you know, I was racing mountain bikes as well at the time. And I was like, man, would I love to get out of the Midwest and get into actual, Mm. some actual like topography. And um, and they said, where do you want to go? And I was like, how about San Francisco? (laughs) And that's how I got out here. And the day after I got here, I went and took a class at Gorilla Sports on Sutter Street and the old, I mean, this is back in the day, it was part of the old Russian school and um, took a class. And I think just because whatever, because of my gymnastics and my dance background, I had done arts and martial arts and they, I took a class and they said, Hey, do you want to teach here? And that's how it all started. But don't get a reference from the university of Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah. Don't call UW because they'll be like, who? Heather Lee, who? We don't know her. So my fitness and wellness career grew from that point on. So I, I, I loved it. Like out of the gates, I was like, I was meant to teach classes. I loved it. No. Out of the gates. Um, and then I just started voraciously like taking as many classes as I could, taking as many trainings as I could, getting certified to teach as many different things as I could. At the same time, doing my IT career in parallel with some detours after the dot bomb and everything. Um, but I finally left doing IT. I think Logan, who is now 13, I think Logan was three, so 10 years ago, mm. um, that I've been devoting solely to fitness and wellness. So you You've made that distinction multiple times. Uh, Let's talk about that. Yeah. So I like to take a really holistic approach to your fitness and your wellness. It needs to accompany everything, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit. If you only focus on building your biceps, you're missing out on three quarters of the action. Like being present, working with your breath, meditation, nutrition, learning, teaching, all those things make you more healthy. And 
as I am getting older, I'm turning 50 in six short weeks here. Um, who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? 12 hours and 33 <laughs> minutes. Um, the focus has really shifted in the past couple of years, really in the past like two years to like, whoa, this is not just about like being fit. This is my longevity and my health span. And there's, you know, everything comes into play with that. It's not just about, oh, can you lift some weights or can you lift your heart rate? Can you control your breath? Can you control your mind? Are you controlling how you fuel your body? All those things so that when I'm 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, I actually plan to live to at least 125 with my health. Because I think if you were sitting in a room of people, hey, who wants to live to be 125? Not that many people are going to shoot up their hand. But mm -hmm. if you change the question to how many people want to live to 125 with sound mind and body, mm -hmm. many more hands go up, right? So the point is for me and in coaching my clients is how do we move forward through life, being able to do the things so that we're not... You know, we don't become a burden on ourselves or on others. And I get, you know, listen, sometimes things are out of our control and right. But the things that are in our control, like being 125 <laughs> and confined to a bed is different than being able to bend over and touch your toes. Yes. At right. that age. And there are, there are lots of examples of people out there that are living into, you know, their, their big years, big numbers, three digits, and they can still do lots of stuff. And I think that's amazing. Hmm. And I want to be one of those people. So you started teaching fitness classes in the late nineties mm -hmm. and it was fitness. It, it was, was just, it was sweat oh, your brains it out. Was, yeah. I mean, I was in my mid twenties and it was like, <laughs> Let's go as hard as we can and jump around. And yeah, because I was in my mid-20s and I could do that. And I would teach. I mean, I would go to work all day at my IT job and then I would go teach three classes at night in oh, a row. Wow. Like, you know, every night, all the time. My, I don't do that anymore. I mean, I- <laughs> Because you I, loved it too. No yes, one was and I, forcing and, you. No, <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, there would be, I mean, back in the day, there was a line down the street to get into classes. Like, wow. oh yeah, it was a thing. I might have had an argument or two trying to stake out my spot at the Bay Club many years ago when you were teaching sure. there. I mean, yeah. Heather and I have known each other a long time. I think I think if you've lived and exercised in Marin County, you probably have met Heather. <laughs> There's a good chance. There's a good chance. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've taught in many studios, gyms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In your outside, garage. Inside, outside, <laughs> all the places. I've taught at a lot of the big box gyms in San Francisco. And a lot of my clients... Not a lot. There are several clients that I have known since the late 90s mm -hmm. that are still my clients, which is pretty cool. Was there a pivotal moment where your kind of fitness and wellness career shifted to focus on both? Yes. When I got divorced. Mm. And it wasn't immediately, but when I, man, and that was, that's, that was a hard time in life. But when I, when I left my marriage, I mean, I need to figure out in a hurry how I was going to basically support me and three kids. And so I picked up, I mean, I was teaching everywhere. And this wasn't that long ago. This was 2016. Mm -hmm. So I had been, you know, I was working prior to that and I had little kids at the time, but I definitely wasn't working 60 hours a week. And then I was like, whew, I need to kick this into gear. So I started really working, you know, I was working at a bunch of places in the city. I was taking ferry over. I was working at a bunch of places in Marin. All fitness related. That though, was fitness point. related, but that's when I would say my more of my expansion into like yoga and meditation and, and that 
field of, if you want to call it fitness. And I started to dive more into nutrition mm -hmm. um, because I was like, whew, I better take care of myself. I'm not 25 anymore. I'm older. I've had three kids like, and it was a stressful time. So that was kind of the start of the shift. And then believe it or not, it was when COVID happened. Mm. because suddenly then we were all at home and I was like immediately like I, I'm thankful that I had already been doing stuff online so literally the day after we got shut down I was like I'm good and I just pushed everything I mean I was already on YouTube hello I was, IT background <laughs> yeah totally I was like Whew. so I started like I didn't miss a beat and I was you know immediately pushing stuff out there but then with that as COVID kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit people were like, well, I want you to train me one-on-one -on -one more. So my career was very much more like, I'm gonna teach 95 classes a week. And I probably had like four personal training clients. Mm. And then the shift started to happen where it was more client-based, one-on-one client-based and less class-based at like big box gyms, obviously, because they were all closed. And then clients wanted more like, well, what about nutrition? What about sleep? What about, and then of course, the more you work with clients, one-on-one, -on -one, the more you know about each other. And then you sort of, I mean, I'm not a life coach, I want to be clear, but the more you really start to talk and learn about just the psychology behind people. And so I started digging into that side of the world. And I do not have a, you know, a quote unquote life coach certification, but I, I do a lot of research and reading and I'm always listening and a student first, always, always a student first. Mm, that was a long way to get to your answer. And I don't even know if I answered your question. No, I, okay. I, I think you did. And I think it resonates right? A survival mentality after a divorce or a survival mentality in a global pandemic. Like I think I didn't really understand that holistic piece, right? I grew up in the nineties when it was yo-yo dieting and totally. it was like these classes. And that was the example that I had. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went out in the world and said like, what do I need for fitness and wellness? Mm -hmm. And realized that all of those other things, right? The sleep, the yes. mental health, all of those things are super important. And after the, I graduated from law school, May 2020 on the computer wow. in the pandemic. Wow. And I remember just like my, my synapses were just firing. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read a book. I bet. Like, just yeah. And I didn't have the social interaction. I didn't have a COVID bubble or anything. I just moved from Hawaii to back to Bolinas with my grandparents and they were terrified of COVID. I didn't hug them for like a year. Wow. And so I really learned that piece. And so mm -hmm. it resonates a lot. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's definitely a thing. I mean, you have to take into consideration the whole person, not just, well, I want my abs to look like this. Well, that's not, that's not <laughs> how it works. <laughs> that's the cherry on but top. I, I think spot training, spot training, spot right? training, spot yeah. weight loss. I mean, people that, that we, we've been led in that direction for so long. Mm -hmm. um, the magic pill. Mm -hmm. And and I, I really am. It's so interesting to hear and listen to listen to you talk about the the, the whole puzzle and how all the parts fit. Um, because I, what I really want to ask you is how where do you get your inspiration uh, to motivate other people? I mean, I I think it's one thing that you have to take care of yourself, but it's a whole next level to have enough gas in your tank to 
to mm-hmm. motivate other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that starting out even early as a gymnastics coach, I get personally, I get great joy and satisfaction mm-hmm. out of seeing other people like have aha moments mm-hmm. or like, oh, I get this or I'm happy or I feel great or just uplifting people and helping make helping other people make those positive changes in their life makes me happy. Mm. It makes me want to be better at what I do. Mm. That genuinely comes through in your you, in who you it, just being with you. It, it's palpable. Thank you. Yeah, I really like. I just want to help people feel better, be better. Mm. Like I keep saying, I'm always a student. I am always listening to what people in my classes are saying, even if they think I can't hear them. I can totally hear them. Oh, yeah. Hot tip. <laughs> yeah. Always like I'm, I'm always watching people's faces, mm. body language language. It's really important, right? Mm. I don't know how I got on that. What can you learn from a student? Let's say you're teaching a yoga class, Mm -hmm. for example, and there's 40 people in the room Mm -hmm. in a large studio somewhere down the road from here, let's just say. Yes. Uh, What can you learn from the body language? Yeah. So say you got 80 people in there. I have 80 people in there doing a workout. In fact, I just left a class. I probably didn't have 80. I probably had closer to 50 people in the space doing a workout with me. And And it was hard. It was a hard one. And at the 45 minute mark, I, you know, I can see people, they're looking at the clock. <laughs> it's hot. Right? It's hot. And it's it's a challenging workout. So instead of just being like, dig in, you, you know, kind of riding them for it, saying, hey, gang, let's stop and take a breath. Mm. One, this is a hard workout. Two, check in with yourself. Do you have gas here to, can you drive forward and push a little harder? Or do you need to pull back, listen to your body and take two minutes here to just find your breath? And part of that with getting older, some people have it when they're young. I didn't have it as much when I was young, but now just that intuition Mm. of not only listening to yourself, but then as a teacher, being able to read your room a little bit Mm -hmm. and say, hey, now you guys like be introspective for a second. How are you feeling? It's cool if you got to take a break or Mm. let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because everyone's at a different place. And I think that's super important as well Um, as a teacher, any kind of teacher. Everybody is coming in at a different place. Everybody, people learn differently. They learn at different speeds. So as a teacher, something that I've been really working on and honing my skills is not only giving verbal cues, but giving visual cues, the way you use your voice, all the things, right? So when do you get to work out? (laughs) I mean, a lot of times I do work out with my class because they, you know, I'll ask, hey, do you guys want me to move with you? Mm. Yes, because they, man, and it's not like I'm the watch me because I'm doing it the right way. And this is my job. So I wouldn't want to, if you're the news, like there's stuff that you're good at. Everybody has stuff that they're really good at. I can move my body in in a way that I can demo things, usually in a pretty good way. Maybe that's my gymnastics background. I don't know. Sometimes I get to work out on my own. Not as much anymore these days. But you might teach a half a dozen classes in a day. So if you do them all, even at half capacity, it's a lot. It's time to go to bed. Yeah, it's a lot of movement. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And P.S. Kalina, you said this. Sleep is your number one supplement. I never really realized the importance of that because I've just been in college and then law school mm-hmm. and I was whatever the schedule She's was. She's not turning 50 in six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. For yeah. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> 
still, and sleep is your number one supplement. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I went to a very holistic doctor, and she said, when your body's asking you to sleep, obviously, you know, don't miss work and those yes. things. But like on the weekends, make no apologies. Like what if your you body need, needs, mm-hmm. it will rise when it's ready, you know? And like you have lost a lot of sleep to an administrative provided schedule, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where your body heals. That's where your body rests. And if you're 100%, anxious before yep. you go to sleep or you fall asleep on your phone with whatever's uh-huh. playing Spinning in the background. in your brain. Yeah. Like you're not at rest. And I have been on a you know, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. bedtime these days. And I mean, it makes a world of a difference to wake up and be ready for the day. I go to bed at 8.30. <laughs> wow. But you get up at what time? I get up at five every day, but I try to be in my bedroom at eight, screens completely off by 8.15. And I'm reading, meditating, sitting, playing with my dogs. And I try to be asleep by nine o'clock. So that's the time to sneak out of your house? 9 p.m.? Yeah, kids, (laughs) are you listening? (laughs) Heather's going to be in a lawn chair outside the door. Oh, don't worry. I have cameras all around my house. I'll know when you sneak out, children. (laughs) She's a really good mom. I know that. I try. I try. I try. Yeah, so sleep, I mean, it is. It's so important. And I keep telling my clients, I'm like, turn your phones off. I keep telling my kids, turn your screens off. Like, give your brain that time to decompress and people are like it's so hard i'm like is it hard to be tired Mm -hmm. is it hard to feel like crap the next day because you didn't get x number of hours of sleep yes yeah so sometimes i've been told to instead of dropping a habit or to drop a habit it's easier to replace it with something else Mm -hmm. what might you offer then pick up a book Okay, you had a really quick answer there. Yeah. No excuses, it's locked huh? and loaded. <laughs> to which my partner might laugh because I have had my nose in this ridiculous, not ridiculous, it's this awesome book series. It's like a total teeny bopper series. My fave. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I'm already on the second book, like three days later. I can't stop. Um. So, and for me, for so long, I I wasn't reading because I was so tired at night. And I did. I had my nose in the screen. And I'm talking a year ago. Like, Mm -hmm. I am, I'm, when I'm up here on my soapbox, I am usually, I'm usually talking to myself Mm -hmm. first. Like, generally, I'm usually like, it's usually a reminder myself. But then once you find something you really want to read. I know. It's amazing. I'm so streaky with books like that, too. I get really into a book, and then I'm almost, like, sad when it's over, so then I don't want to start a new book. (laughs) You're in grief. Totally. I'm I'm grieving. Yeah, I'm grieving that book being over. You could just start it over. But I can't slow walk finishing it, either. I got to go. I got to read it. It is so awesome. Yeah, and that really, it helps me definitely, like, come, like, drop everything. How many times has the book hit you in the forehead when you're lying in bed? Oh, not yet. That happens to me. <laughs> Not yet, because now I have to wear readers. Oh, so that's that. that dead, she's a dead straight face. That just happened like three weeks ago. Welcome to my life. I can't. I'm like, wait, what? I can't see the words. Yeah, why can't I see anything? And then I take the readers off, and then I really can't see anything. Oh, and yeah. then I'm just like, okay, it's bedtime. <laughs> we'll just pretend everything's fine. Okay, so while we're on this healthy aging, yeah. <laughs> what is your personal motto? Oof. My personal motto or my mantra or my... You can... What do you tell yourself to keep going every day? Oh, man. So, so funny. In my class today, I just asked my class, I was like, do you guys have a personal mantra? Huh. (laughs) Did they? Some people were like, yes. Some people were like, what's a mantra? Like, come on. (laughs) Oh, here we go. We got to take it back to basics. You're going to health 101. So, yeah, here we (laughs) go. So, when I started mountain biking... 
what I used to say to because it was hard. Mountain bike, mountain bike racing is really hard. Um, but I would say, I'm not going to swear, but I would say move it B word. Oh, and not great. And I, you know, didn't mean it as derogatory towards myself, but it kind of stuck. And I have, I talk to myself a lot, which I've also read means you're just like really, really intelligent. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But there are times also when I get stuck in like a procrastination circle, Uh. which usually means I'm scared. Mm. And I can admit that now. I've been dragging my feet on getting my app done because I'm scared mm. that nobody will subscribe, mm. which is ridiculous. Yes. Thank you. You've got two right here. Yeah. It's just, and I recognize it. So then I have to sit myself down and have a chat with myself and a little move it B word comes out and like. I mean, it's so buried into the episode. I think we could get it in full explicit. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your mantra. That's your Let's mantra. Let's hear it. it Go is, ahead. I want to hear you say it's, it. It's move it, bitch. All right. Like, come on. Like if it gets flagged, Spotify's at least listening to our podcast. That's right. Yeah, true they, story. And they've listened to twenty minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sometimes I just have to sit myself down and be like, okay, what is your deal here? And for me, it's fear-based stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I struggle with, and I think that we can talk about this, sort of the power structure and the gender dynamic in in work life and having to put a value on yourself. And I know that when you're a freelancer and you have to come up with a rate, like I I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I've always been kind of a salaried employee. But if I look at how to put a value on some of the services that I offer, it's very difficult. And I think men and women approach these things very differently. I'm not going to throw out my personal stereotype thoughts here maybe, but I I think sometimes it's easier. I know there's a lot of data out there about, for example, when people run for office that men will raise their hand and say, I'm going to run for office. I'll learn the job. And women feel that they need to be an expert at that job First. before they would ever run. And I, I feel that there are some similarities in how we, we ask to be paid. And I just wonder how you've come up. You have to set a rate and it's hard. It is hard. And I, I admire you because I know you've had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you navigate? How, how would you teach someone else to do that? That is a great question. And you, yes, you know, I struggle with my least favorite thing to do is send invoices. Mm. It's my least favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. If I could do this for free, oh my gosh, I would totally do it. Mm -hmm. Hands down. No problem. I don't ever, I don't ever feel like, oh man, I got to go to work today. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm so lucky. I really am. And I have a ton of gratitude that I get to do something that I'm passionate about. So then back to how do you set a rate? Like, how would I tell someone to set their rate? Can I, I don't know. I I think that's honest. I I, I I don't know. I mean, I started out somewhere and I've just sort of grown from there. And I know what some other people in the industry and I'm like, you know, sometimes my jaw drops because I'm like, really? That's how much people are charging? Mm -hmm. Wow. But, you know, you want to sell your house and a real estate agent has a system where they go out and they get comps and they look at the record of where the houses have sold at on that street at the at what rate at what price. There are systems. Yeah. I mean, you can um, look around and see what your competition is. You can quantify is. Yeah. it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's, you know, there's a little bit of that. 
And then I look at my experience and... How many years did you say? I mean, I started in 98. You said 26, I think? I think we're going on 26, yeah, 98, right? Is that Uh right? That's a lot. Yeah, it's a long time. A lot of experience, a lot of certifications, Mm -hmm. a few best in Marins, if I'm not mistaken. Congratulations. Thank you. I believe some national attention. Yeah, I recently um, got to do a super cool article with uh, USA Today that will be coming out in November for their modern women's issue. Wow. Yeah, I've had some really amazing opportunities along the way, and there will be more. They are coming. Like, I'm excited to continue to grow. And back to that conversation. I don't think, I think there's difference between value and worth. Yes. Right? We are all worthy. Mm-hmm. And you get to assign value to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was, Or you have to because you have to pay the bills, right? Yeah. Those kids deserve dinner. Totally. You have to buy groceries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I'm a coach. You know this. I'm a coach for a company called Faster Way to Fat Loss, which I don't love their name. And it's a super cool company. Um, it mainly focuses on women in peri and postmenopause. It's a woman-owned business too, Yeah, right? it's a woman-owned business. And they've knocked it out of the park um, just as far as nutrition and working out and community. And, I mean, it's a it's a pretty amazing company. I'm, I'm super grateful that I found them. Um, gosh, I guess it's only been a year. I've only <laughs> been working for them, with them for a year. I've been a coach with them for a year. I've been following that lifestyle for about 15 years. And then I found a company that backed up and had this amazing back end for the way that I was living um, sort of my fitness and and nutrition side of life. Anyway, but I was listening to a podcast um, that the owner was giving Hmm. the other day. And she said, you know, things are either expensive or they have value. And I was like, huh, that's a pretty interesting way to put it because I would say I bring a lot of value to the table and I feel weird saying that like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not patting myself on the back. I you should. I'm. I like to think I'm pretty. Can you say that again? <laughs> you should pat yourself on the there back. Thank you. Yes. It's I mean, ha- and that's and it's hard to do. Yeah. Um. But I do. You know. I mean. I. You know. I get a lot of things from clients on the regular. Mm. Hey Heather, thanks so much. You've changed my life. Mm. Thanks so much for all you do. I got some notes from people I've never met before. You know, a lot during COVID. Like, man, your workouts, your energy, everything. You literally saved my life. Like, like it's it's mm. nice. It's nice to see. And that back to like what drives me forward. That's it right there. Like that's it. So I like to ask what works. What works for you about your work? It sounds like I mean, you sort of just answer the question. But yeah. I mean, what else works? Give me a little more direction. What, here. Why? Why this line of work? What? Um, what about your schedule? The, I assume that there's some things about making your own schedule that work for you or, mm. you know, what works in this business that you might share with someone else that would be advice for them that would it might work for them? Yeah, you have to be an incredible self-starter. Mm. There's no one. I mean, I am a one woman show. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody helping me with anything. So all the technology, all the invoicing, all the administration, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about a lot of stuff. I wouldn't say I'm great at any of the, mm-hmm. like, I th- I'm a great teacher. I will say I'm a great teacher. Okay. There, a <laughs> little pat on my back. The other stuff, like, I'm getting, like, I can do it, you know. But I, right. I can ha- run a business. Somebody has to book, somebody changes, somebody, three more all, people change. All the things. Mm-hmm. So you need to be an incredible self-starter. I was going to ask you what advice you would give to women looking to start or improve their fitness 
journey. I love it. Okay. So for people that are people, women, let's go back. Women. Well, it doesn't that, have to be women. It could be people. I mean, it could I did be say anyone, women, but, but yeah, I mean, I, most of my clients are women in the 35 to 60 age bracket. Mm-hmm. Most of them. That said. I probably should have asked you that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all good. I do have a handful of male clients that are super committed and they have made some massive improvements in their health and their journey on into longevity. I mean, like 35 pounds down, like hmm. off of medications, blah, 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 all those things. My oldest client is 88. He is a man. Um, my youngest clients are usually teenagers. And so for somebody that's wanting like, if like, hey, I need to get started, number one, start walking. Mm. If you can't walk, then we come up with some other ways, you know, maybe we can get you on a bike or in a pool or something. But it's, it's A, it's start moving your body, just start and get that down regular. I tell a lot my of my- watch says it's it's time to stand. stand. <laughs> exactly. I tell all. I did all, not make that up. Literally, <laughs> yeah, it, it just popped up. Time to stand up. That's part of your NEAT score. Your oh. non-exercise activity thermo blah blah blah. But basically, your the higher your NEAT score is, the more just like mm. energy you burn during the day. Anyway, I always tell people to start walking. My people that do my nutrition program with me, I tell them I say thirty minutes a day, non-negotiable walk. Non-negotiable. Mm. Try not to bring your phone. If you got to take a phone call, you got to take a phone call. But try to take a walk. If you can do it in the morning, in the sunlight, even better with your eyes on the horizon. I'm a big humor man and a Tia fan, and they talk about all this kind of stuff. Like, it's so good for your body. Just, and if you can't, man, I can't do 30 minutes, then start at five. I am a failure. Okay, I'm going to start at five. Yeah, start at five. Like, go walk around the block. It is amazing what a walk around the block can do for your brain. Okay. And your body and just whew. so start walking. And then, you know, for people that want to go in ahead of that, you know, I work with a lot of people like, oh, this is my workout plan. And strength training is super important. I mean, I would say it's probably as far as physical movement goes. And after that 30 minute non-negotiable walk, strength training is really the number one thing people should be looking at. Like you got to build your bone density, build your lean muscle mass and then work your heart. Like once you get going even more, then try to get to that place where you're <gasps> out of breath a couple times a week. And it's just a matter of getting started. And there's so many fitness professionals out there. So find someone you resonate with, get a plan and just start. My app's coming out in a couple of weeks and I'd be happy to get you started. <laughs> okay, Heather. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's it's just getting started and then even better if you can find someone to do it with, mm-hmm. an accountability partner. It's super cliche and it totally works. Mm-hmm. You want to go for a walk, Kalina? Yeah, I was just thinking, I think we need to start walking to Target more often. I mean, how silly that we, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Like, go. Every night when we go outside, we're like, wow, it's, it's a nice so, day or it's freezing. Like, And we, we will even... have been in here for hours on end. Yeah. I mean, listen, we I get stuck in that trap too, so I will set a timer on my phone and every 90 minutes that I'm, if I'm sitting at my desk doing admin and mm-hmm. all that stuff that I have to do, because when I'm wearing that hat, I set a timer and then I get up and I make myself go take a walk. Okay. It's just, you get way more done. I mean, you can look up the science behind it. Like if you just go move your body and then come back, you get more done. Hmm. Yeah. And you're not, you haven't lost those 10 minutes. You, you're no, going to you, get more efficient is what you're saying for yes. having done it. Yes. 100 bazillion percent real number. <laughs> <laughs> So if you had, if you could give yourself, your however old you were in 1998, your old self, piece of business advice that you've collected over these 26 years, what might it be? 
what I keep saying, continue to be a student. Mm. Always mm. continue. Like I say, I think the second people kind of put their blinders on and go, I'm really awesome at what I do and I don't need to learn anymore. is when it all just mm. like keep learning always. It doesn't mean some of this is some of the stuff you might learn like, whew, I know not to do that. But like you're still learning, right? Yes. Like ask the questions, take classes, mm. go to seminars, do all the things, keep learning. Mm. Yeah. Ask for feedback mm. from your clients. Mm. Hey, what'd you think about that? How could I do things differently? How could I make this better for you? Mm. Good advice. Yeah. I have one more question, which is unrelated. And I wanted to ask it earlier. How has your business changed since you moved sort of out of COVID mode, out of teaching from your house and mm. into newer environments? Right. So I opened up my first studio at the end of February of this year. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Huge. I was, again, it's one of those things that I didn't do for years. People have been asking me for years, like forever, Heather, open a studio because I was scared. Mm -hmm. Well, sure. yes. And I get it. You know, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Man, I should have done it 20 years ago. Mm. I am able to, it's my space, right? So I can deliver things to my clients the way that I want to deliver them. Mm -hmm. I can, I'm the master of my schedule, which is really nice, especially as a single mom. It's so that's what I meant by what works too. Like yeah. That's something that works for yeah, you. Yeah, that really mm -hmm. works. I mean, I have early mornings, but I also, I get the opportunity to make my own schedule. So if I want to go down to Santa Barbara to see my daughter, I can, hey guys. And people, I think I also um, have a, a great relationship with my clients that they're not just coming coming in like, they're my friends too. We spend a lot of time together right. yeah. and it gives us the opportunity to get real. And we're, I'm also building this super rad little community mm -hmm. with my new studio as people get to interact more. And that makes me really happy. It's this, it's this, it's a cool, it's a cool thing that's happening. So what's the future of Heather Lee Health? I think we might need a bigger space. Okay. <laughs> I might need a bigger space soon. So if I'm really looking out and being honest with whomever is listening, like my, my youngest kid is an eighth grader right now. I'm developing this app. I would really love to push and to grow my online presence so that after Logan graduates from high school, I have the opportunity to maybe hire some more people to work for me and I can go spend some time with my kids in their various locations. Wherever they are. Wherever they are. Yeah. It's really important to me. Be with your family. Yeah. Because I, I have worked the whole time I've had kids mm -hmm. nonstop and that's been great. And I'm super thankful for that. And I would like to spend some more time with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's a beautiful place to finish. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yay. I knew you studied French, but I didn't know you were some IT whiz. <laughs> yeah. I mean, French, Russian, Spanish, and IT. I can't do any of don't it now. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. And you should check the biceps sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good too. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me, All Steph. Right. Thanks, Kalina. Thank you. But when she landed, we know like a You can find Heather at heatherleefitness.com 
or on Instagram under the same handle. Oh, and watch out for that app coming soon. Heather Lee Health. We're going to give credits a try for In Her Business. Uh, this is executive producer Stephanie Plant, along with my producer, Kalina Cloud. We would be remiss not to give a huge thank you to the members of Marble Party, Dan, Eric, Greg, and Andy. Our theme song, Shotgun Superman, is from their 2017 album, Sometimes a Great Ocean. I'm still dancing on my final export, so that's a good sign of a good song. Thank you, guys. If you happen to be local to Marin County, try to find them and go listen to them live, but you can get their songs and all their albums on Spotify. Let's try to move on to a, a post-mortem. Okay. Not mortem, post-enjoyment. Um <laughs> I mean, I did enjoy listening to Heather. I was I was sparked by Heather's sense of humor. Yeah, absolutely, and to her strength. You know, I've we've seen her kind of grow into creating that gym and the space, but I didn't know any of those personal details about her. No, and I mean, I knew she was a linguist, frankly, <laughs> French, German, Russian, whatever she said. But I mean, I did not know that she was a computer programmer. No. So my takeaways from from her, as far as like solid advice. I would say the the one that struck me the most was sleep is your number one supplement. Totally. I think I mentioned yesterday at lunch, but I have moved my charging station of my phone to my living room because it the phone is what keeps me up. Even if I'm reading, right, it'll like pull me if my phone goes off or whatever the case may be. But yeah, sleep has made a huge difference in the wellness. My phone True Confessions is next to my head on my nightstand, but I did switch it to airplane mode last night. Because Elisa was telling us that the, yeah. the waves go into your head. Oh, yeah, the sound waves are in your head. Um, what were your impressions? Well, I hear Heather all the time. I don't say my response isn't okay, Heather, but I hear Heather in my head. Move it, bitch. I even put on our calendar. It was my deadline to enroll and register into my bar prep. I'm going to take a leave of absence from December to February at the end of the year. And I'm going to study for the California State Bar. And I have been kind of mulling around between two of the bar prep programs. And my boss put me on a deadline of like Friday, it's time. So I calendared it, register and pay for Barbary bar prep. Move it, bitch. (laughs) And I, I, I think wellness is being is is a you know it's not fitness it's not just fitness fitness and wellness and that whole body wellness I think Heather's really done a great job of communicating that to her clients her family Uh, I heard that come through loud and clear that you you have to get up and take a walk for your sanity right not for your calorie burn well and I think you know, we practice that in our office a lot. Like you we and do I do not practice getting up and going outside <laughs> no, for a walk. We definitely have, we need to calendar that. We're good for sitting in our chairs for eight hours and working the entire time. But I do think as in terms of like holistic wellness, right? Like in terms of a job, an employee, a boss relationship, like we spend a lot of time talking about what is wellness? Well, wellness in our personal lives, wellness in the business place. Like, yes, there is room for improvement, <laughs> but it's we're conscious about it, and I think it resonated. It re- made me realize, like, I, I think the health of a workplace, right, is to treat your boss and the boss treat the employees, right, as whole 
individuals. And I think we really do that. We just need to walk. (laughs) We do need to walk. (laughs) You know, and I come from a family business background, and we've certainly evolved over the years into something different, right? I mean, it it is my business now, and my predecessors, while I stand on their shoulders, certainly my grandpa and my mom had a lot to do with where I am now, I've gotten to make it my own, and part of that comes in, you know, you and I are not related, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we 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 have built a a, a working relationship that I I want to um, celebrate, and it's such a wonderful opportunity to get to do that here. Part of our celebration is that you're going to take a leave of absence and study for the bar, and you know check that box for yourself. It's yeah. a, it's a big accomplishment, and we support you. Thank so you. when people listen to this inaugural three episode season and they fall in love with our podcast and then they wonder what happened to us just know that we're here and we might be taking a slight pause because i don't know how to edit <clears throat> but but we're here it's a teaser and, and we want to make more episodes and i will be out doing research and finding wonderful women to interview and frankly we want to hear from you mm-hmm. yeah so we want to hear how you work and if you have questions for us, if you have guest ideas, we absolutely encourage you to contact us. If you can join the conversation, by all means, please do. You can message me on Instagram at Stephanie Plant underscore talks, or you can email us at inherbusiness, B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. We want to learn how you work. Thanks for listening. Thank you.